Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I am good this morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Toxic Coffee. Good morning. So we are going to talk about red flags and green flags uh, today. So what do you got, Fallon? Give me two or three of them. Oh, shit. I got I got 12. You want two or three? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're going to start with the red lighting because that is the most important thing right now because the healing comes with the green lights. Um, just a few things that I've, I mean, I've got quite a bit, but the red lighting, ones that you really want to make sure that you watch for right away is like making you feel guilty for wanting to do something, wanting to go out, wanting to hang out with friends or family, um, not allowing you to see your friends or family or making them appear to you um i don't know how to explain that one i mean i've had my family taken from me a few times with um your mom this or your dad's that or that yeah. girl that girl's no good for you or why are you talking to her she's a trash blah blah blah, blah. like making Isolating. you right um and all a lot of times it's not <laughs> Are you there? May have lost a little bit of a connection. I'm not sure if you guys can hear her. Can you hear me? Yep. Now I can. So what I was saying was, um, a lot of times it doesn't sound like you can't hang out with your family. You can't hang out with friends. It'll sound like, you know, she's not a very good friend. I'm not really sure why you hang out with her so much. Oh yes. You know, and it'll be like more of a mind game, like making you question your friends and making you question your family. So that way later on it, he will get upset. He or she, I guess will get upset if you try to blame him for that. Like, well, I never yeah. told you to hang out with him, but yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. It's not about, you know, no, I don't want you seeing them or no, I don't want you hanging out with them. It's mind playing. So I used right. to call it mind fucking like, you're sitting there questioning, like, I've been friends with this person for years. I've never, like, we know each other inside and out. We talk all the time. We don't hide anything. We don't have any secrets, like, whatever. And I know a lot of women and men, like, notice that women will go to the bathroom together. Women will, you know, do stupid shit in front of each other. That means that we have more freedom and more, and less self-awareness with our other girlfriends. Right. Where we're just like, whatever, we're going to be barefoot, naked, walking the beach. And it's just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm not sure if it's like a, a jealousy thing or um, something to keep you to, your, to themselves. So you don't interact with other people. You don't I have that's what it is. Right. Because I think the long game in, in the isolating part of it is they know they're abusive and they don't want you to have anyone to reach out to. Um, or, and they don't want you talking to anyone about the abuse. Yeah. Or having somebody around there witness it. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, oh, one thing that you said earlier, um, talking about their exes and talking about how crazy they all were. Yeah. Now for me, I do have a crazy ex. That's why we're doing the podcast, <laughs> but I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh my gosh, every one of my exes are crazy and you know, whatever. Right. Et cetera. And right. 
so if if someone you meet is talking about how like everyone they've dated is a crazy <laughs> psycho ex, then yeah. that's time to ask them like, well, what did Right. Well, and not only that, it's like, okay, so a lot of times, like with us, I can't say that I had crazy psycho exes. I can say that I, my kids' dad gave me a learning curve. I learned mm-hmm. a lot from him. I learned a lot. Um, on the good times, which were very few and far between, I learned how to work on cars. I learned how to change oil. I learned how to change a belt. I learned how to change a starter. I learned about um, voltage regulators and all kinds of stuff about a car. I learned electrical. I learned concrete tile, how to build a house, how to do, you know, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. With Josh, I've learned, you know, business aspects. There's pros and cons to both of this. Um, Josh is really good at certain things. I'm good at certain things together. We're not good together. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't trust Josh as far as I can throw him with money. Um, he's very good at being secretive with it. Uh, we have business accounts together. I have no access to them. Um, he has the business cards. I have no access to them. Um, that's that's another thing though, is financial control. Yeah. It'll be one extreme or the other. Like they will take over complete control of all the finances and you know nothing about it. You you have like an allowance and, or it could be the other extreme where it's like, they make you do all of it on your own. So that way, if anything comes up, it's not their fault. Right. Right. That's and, the way it was with Kyle. He wanted me to run all of our finances and, um, and then he would hide money. And then when I'd ask him like, Hey, you know, we need to pay the electric bill. And he's like, well, I don't know. How come it's not paid? It's, you know, this is on you, that kind of stuff. But he would have secret money that I didn't know about. Oh yeah. No, Josh has 14 accounts. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea what's in any of them. We're going through our separation and our, and the divorce. And I'm like, I mean, unless you look up his security number, that's all that's, that's how you're going to find what he's got. Other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. And that sucks because that's part of my business. Um, quick question. Do you, in Colorado, is that a shared debt state for like for married couples? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause it is in Missouri. mm -hmm. So like any debt he has or any has is also yours, right? Um, well, kind of, kind of, I mean, I'm not sure how that works. I know with marriage it is, but if you're common law married, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, I know cause when I was common law married, I was common law with the kids as dad. I never would have married him. Um, right. but I know whenever he left, he took, I took all the debt. I took everything. Um, he didn't yeah. get any, it was what was in my name was my debt. And right. it was basically like how you say, like I had the phones, I had the electricity, I had the the rent, I had it in my name. He didn't have anything, and he always told me I hate paper trail. Right? Ugh, what an excuse! I know. So there, that I right mean, there's a lot of what, babe? That right there is a red flag. I hate yeah. paper trail. I hate paper trail. I don't want credit. I'd rather pay cash for everything. Yeah. Well, you better make enough cash to buy buy shit because shit costs money. Right. You know, I mean, I can't pay my, I can't buy a car and I can't buy a house with no credit. 
Mm-hmm. So unless you're going to make me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, then yeah, no. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, um, I know there's a lot more red flags, um, like arguing when there's not really supposed to be an argument. Right. Um, oh, I have one cause this is recent expressing your feelings should never be an argument. Oh my God. I know that's huge. That is, huge. and I know, I know we live in a world where we're like, oh my God, we have, we offended you or, oh my God, your feelings got hurt. Well, when you're with somebody and you're married to them and you express your concerns regarding what's going on, it's not really about feelings. It's we need to address this before it gets worse. Yeah. And, you know, last year I went through a huge depression state. I mean, I had the depot shot in November. I broke my arm January of 2019. And then January, well, December of 2019, January of 2020, I had COVID before we even knew what COVID was. Okay. And then we had what February, they started coming out with the signs and symptoms. March, we got shut down. I lost my grandfather, my dad's dad, um, the beginning of 2020. I lost my mom's dad, November of 2019. So I had a huge loss all the way around. Um, Dealing with my son who has bipolar schizophrenia, not being able to help them, I think Mm -hmm. is a pain. You know, we always want to hug our children until the pain goes away or kiss a boo-boo and make it go away. Um, when you have an adult child with medical issues that they're not wanting to address or take care of, you can't just will it away or kiss it away or hug it away. Right. Um, so I had a huge depression in my life. Yes. Last year. And instead of being embraced by it, being like, you know, I'm really sorry you're going through all this. I'm here for you. I love you. I'm supporting you. Like, tell me, please tell me what you need. It was more of, why are you so mean? Why are you so angry? Why are you so, why are you so this? Why are you so that? And I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm hurt. Yeah. And it's not even about them half the time. No, it's not. It had nothing to do with him. Did he make it worse? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, when somebody says, I feel like I'm going to commit suicide, you're supposed to reach out to that person and be like, no, what's wrong with you? What can I do to help you? Instead, I got, well, you know, if you weren't all, I'd be here. I'd be here more for you. Why would you say that? Why would you do that? Right. So you're telling me that because I have a chemical imbalance in my body because the depot shot sending me through the roof. You're not going to be the loving partner I need right now. Right. But then you haven't been the loving partner I've needed for the last two years. (laughs) Right. Well, for, for me on the, on that topic, I used to be a big anything. I would cry at church, you know, like I was just very emotional person and dating Kyle over time. He just basically controlled my emotions but in the sense that like I wasn't allowed to cry so anytime he hurt me or anytime I was going through something personal it was why are you crying suck it up it's not that big of a deal and then I remember the last time my my granny died and I was very close to her she was my best friend and um 
it was like the day before her funeral or something. And I was kind of crying and he's like, I can't believe you're crying over this. She was old, you know, oh my she God. Yeah. Her time. yeah. And so I, I never cry now. I'm like emotionless. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Yep. it's just nothing, nothing really gets to me unless I mean, I still kind of mad cry sometimes, but even then I'm not actually crying. It's like, I get mad, a tear right. falls out and then I suck it up and move on. Right. <laughs> well, I had healthy, that, you know, no, I had that the end of last year. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that until now since you said that, but November, well, October, my son was living with his actual sperm donor. I thought, sorry, that's what I call him. Um, <laughs> down in Texas, he, you know, he'd bounced from being homeless to, you know, staying in people's rooms or whatever. And he, his firm donor dad called and said, you know, Hey, why don't you just come down here and I'll, I'll take you. So his brother and him bought plane tickets for my son to leave. Mind you, Josh and I at that time were in Puerto Rico uh -huh. um, on a business trip. So when we left, he left because he knew I wasn't here to talk him out of it. Mm -hmm. All of my employees at the time were like, you're crazy. Don't go. Please don't go. Please don't leave. You have a job. You're starting. You have everything that's going to be happening to you. Like, please don't go. And Seth went anyway. Well, um, I didn't have, he didn't have a cell phone that I could actually get a hold of him. The time ran out on his phone. So I was like, oh my God, I really need to get a hold of him. I need to get a hold of him. Something, you know, I feel like something's about to happen. And yeah. so I called my nieces and I said, hey, if I buy a phone card, will you give it to him? I'll just give you the numbers and you can just go over there and give him the numbers. And they were like, yeah, sure, absolutely. So it was November because it was right after things are um, Thanksgiving. Oh my God. Halloween. <laughs> that comes first. <laughs> so yeah. it was right after Halloween, I gave him, they gave him the card number and it was like November 7th. No, it was no the fourth, November 4th. Um, I'm on my way to work and my mom's blowing up my phone and I'm on the phone with a, an employee. So I said, you know, let me call you back. Let me, I know it's my mom's meeting. So I, I call her and she says, Seth is in the emergency room. And I'm thinking, oh my God. I said, what, 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 what do you mean? Well, his dad hit him with a bat. <gasps> and I said, what are you talking about? She said, he hit him upside the head with a bat. Oh my God. I am like, are you kidding? I'm driving. I'm hysterical. I am crying because those have been in an abusive relationship the feelings of those come back to you right and the last thing you want is your son your kid your daughter your niece your nephew anybody in your kid's family life family to be on the other end of that yeah so i'm yeah, freaking out. i'm like i have to get a hold of somebody down there i called my nieces i called my my ex-sister-in-law i'll never call her an ex-sister-in-law i called my sister-in-law I tried to reach out to his mom. I was freak. I was literally losing my mind. And the only thing I could think of was how fast can I drive there? Right. How fast can I go and rescue my kid? Sorry. <laughs> so no, I know this happens. It's okay. I call and I'm like, Hey, are you okay? I need, cause my sister-in-law called every hospital within a 50 mile radius and we found him because he didn't have a phone they, they broke his phone 
Um, so we finally got a hold of him and he had a minor concussion, he hit him right in the temple, right in the face. Um Jesus. Yeah. So did you I'm press serious. charges against him? Oh, I tried. I tried, but because he's an adult, because my son was an adult, he was the only one that could be. Um, so I got a picture of it. I got a picture of what he looked like afterwards. No, I mean, he was still intact. His face wasn't broken or anything, just a really nice, swollen black eye. Mm -hmm. um, he denied it. This The kid's dad denied it, denied it, denied it. I didn't hit him. I didn't hit him. I didn't hit him. I didn't hit him. Um, uh, Seth was like, no, he hit me with a bat. My son's not a lot of things, but he's not a liar. And right. I'm sitting here and I'm crying and I'm freaking out. And literally, Josh walks into the, the spa and the tea shop. Mind you, all of my employees are here. And he says, you really need to get it under control and stop crying over this. What? I think that right there broke me. I think in November, that's when the hate came for me. But yeah, now I'm now I'm angry. Now I'm mad with yeah. you. Now I almost hate you. Do First you remember all, like where exactly where you were when he said that to you and like yeah, basically yeah. like yeah, because I remember that the same incident yeah. with my yeah. granny and I was like sitting on the couch in our bedroom. I remember exactly how I was sitting, what I was wearing, what he was wearing, and it and I I think you're right. Like I think that is the time that he broke me emotionally. He yeah, already done yeah. it for several years. Time when I stopped having emotions. Yeah, you know, here I am. My son already has bipolar and schizophrenia. He's not a handful for me to deal with. Um, I can I can get him contained pretty easily. He listens pretty well to me. Um, but after not being held or consoled or being like, hey, what can we do? You know, let's get him on the next flight home. Let's drive down there. Let's go pick him up, whatever. It was, you need to just leave it alone. Yeah. He needs to stay there. No, I'm not going to leave my child in a position where he can get battered and abused. It's, no, I don't Why care. How you, say that? you don't Did he do think that. He was going to be in it. Did he think he was going to be an inconvenience or something? Josh doesn't like Seth. He doesn't like him. He seems to think that his actions are fake, even though he's been diagnosed. He thinks that um, Seth can control how he feels and what he does. He believes that um, tough love is the way to go, which it is, but there's an extent. You don't have to call the cops and put a restraining order on them and you don't have to whatever. Josh is right. afraid of Seth. Seth is a big kid and he could hurt you if he wanted to, but it yeah. takes a lot for Seth to get angry. I mean, he didn't even fight back that day for his dad. Wow. He laughed at him. He laughed at his mom. He hit me in the face of the bat and they laughed at him and was like, really? Because you're not man enough to stand up to me? I said, what? And he goes, well, after I picked myself up off the floor because I was knocked out. Damn. And the ambulance came and got me. I said, well, who called 911? He goes, I did. Oh, my God.
Now, this is a man, if any, I, I know a lot of my friends are listening and know this man. And this man is scary. Um, his hand is as big as my face. Jeez. I know. Um, his both hand, one hand goes around my throat. He's very skinny, but he is very strong. He has curb stomped people. I have seen him beat the shit out of a girl. Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I have seen him blow a man's face with one hit. I have witnessed a lot from him. So as far as me fighting back, no, no, I know, I know in my heart, even now I could knee drop him and kick him in his back where it hurts, but no, um, most of the police officers are afraid of him. Most of his family is afraid of him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no one really stands in his way. They just kind of let him do whatever he, and he does whatever he wants. He told me back in 2008, he was crying on my front porch and it was about the time that I was so done with him. So done. Uh He said, I have something I need to tell you. And I said, you know what? Cause he's drunk. And I'm like, what, what, what do you have to tell me? And he started crying and he's like, I killed somebody. Oh my God. Sitting right. And you know, I don't have a cell phone. I don't have any recording. I don't have anything back then. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah. He said, you know, I went to this lady's, this guy's house and we were drug dealing. And he said, we put gasoline in her syringe. We sold her heroin and it was gasoline. Yeah. Like I said, this man is crazy. This man will literally kill Anybody that stands in his way. So you think for one second that I'm not going to go down there and rescue my child? Yes. Do you know, I don't know if you know this about him now, but is he like remarried or anything? Do you know? No. So he's not remarried. He has seven kids um, that we, that he knows of. Um, He has one, one lady in West Virginia who has his two kids. Um, He has one, I think, in Pennsylvania, he said, and then he's got my three, and then he's got one in Montrose, Colorado. That's eight months younger than Abby. And they're, you know, they're all on Facebook. We're all on Facebook, so we all kind of communicate and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, those, those for me, those triggers, those warnings, those symptoms, those signs, like I said, there's more red lights than there are green lighting. Um, and now that I'm kind of in a new relationship, kind of taking things slow. Um, so the green lights that I notice now with this relationship is more like it's, and one thing that we were talking about earlier is compliments. It's not an overbearing amount of compliments. It's the, I am so proud of you. That's what I get. Right. Yeah. You have overcome so much and you've built a huge empire. I am so, so proud of you. Yeah. Because overbearing compliments can be a red flag. If it's like in the very beginning, you just met this person. It's only been two, three weeks and they're telling you how perfect you are and how beautiful you are all the time. And like, 
I've had several guys do this to me and it's like, dude, I've only known you for two weeks. You don't know me. I am very yeah. imperfect. Yeah, I'm perfect. <laughs> talking about, Kyle told me he loved me after three days. Ooh, yeah. At the, at the time I was like, oh my God, wow, this is for real. But like, he literally swept me off my feet and, yeah. and I believed him. But now I would know that's a red flag. But back then I was like, wow, this guy really fell for me fast. And that's all I thought about it. Well, and we always want to be, we always imagine it, you know, we're, we're, you know, some some of the programming that we do as kids, like you watch the fairy tales, you watch all this stuff where it's, they fall in love instantly and the connection is there. And we're like, oh, yay. And, you know, it's, it doesn't always work that way. I mean, you could know somebody for four years, five years, and just see them as a friend and nothing more to somebody that you're an acquaintance with or whatever. And you're in this relationship that's, you know, toxic and just super fucking bad for you. And you just feel like, you know, fighting is the only way that you can get the relationship to actually work. Well, this guy over here is treating you like a queen and has never stopped buying you donuts, coffee, or, you know, being there for you when you're crying and feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And after those five years of you being in that relationship, you get out and you're like, you know what? I really like you. I really love you. Thank you for being you continually. Yeah. Um, another green, uh, green lighting. So if we move to a happier note, mm-hmm. instead of all of our red flag notes, Sorry, that's my dog. Sorry, guys. I have Bailey. Those of you that know me know I have a little Frenchie. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. He's, he's the boss. Um, <laughs> one thing with green light is something that most women need is security, support, um, nurturing, giving you space and understanding that you're, you know, you, you just come out of something really bad and allowing yeah. you to vent and openly discuss your feelings without making you feel like you shouldn't have those feelings. Right. Or like you're being judged. <clears throat> right. Space is a huge one for me because like as, as someone who has CPTSD, it's like, I, I, if I'm being triggered, I don't want to put that on the other person. So if they're giving me space, then I'm allowed to, I can just process that. But if someone's smothering you, it's like, it's like you're being triggered and you go back to that, whatever moment it is that you're thinking of and have yeah. to go through all that trauma, trauma all like over again, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, with green lighting, it's going to make you feel a little uncomfortable. It's going to yeah. make you feel like there's a failure point. Like at what point am I going to fart or smell up a bathroom where they're going to be like, oh my God, you're so dirty. Yeah. You're so disgusting. Oh my God, it's such a turnoff. Um, or, you know, you forgot your, this is my big one. I forget my wallet and my debit card all the time like religious I think that's part of my being of who I am I'm just I get in my car and just go and then I'm like I'm gonna go to the store and I go to the store and I'm like oh I uh I have no money I have no wallet yes I should put my phone attachments to my card but I don't um 
So yeah, I have Google pay. I have all that. And it would be easy for me to just tap and go, but I don't. So my stupid ass is always like, Hey mom, can you pay for this? And I'll, I'll wire you the money back into your account. Right. Yeah. But you know, not making you feel bad or guilty that you've done that. That's a huge relief. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, no worries. You know what happens to me all the time? Like I forget my keys or I forget my phone. Like it's no big deal. Um, another thing is, is like when you're, I have severe anxiety. Um, I have mental triggers. I have physical triggers. Um, I am jumpy all the time, extremely jumpy and I hate it. I wish I weren't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or wasn't, I don't know. My brain just shut off right there. I don't know if I weren't or wasn't. Um, (laughs) I I still do. I am really big into guns and like, so those loud noises have never really bothered me, but if somebody um, slams a door or like if somebody accidentally drops something in the kitchen, I'm jumping and it's like, dude, you've been around guns your whole, why is a, why is a door shutting making you freak out? You know, do you know what mine is? I can't wrestle with anybody. Really? Yeah. Because like, I can't, like, if you're tickling me is one thing, but if we're wrestling down the ground, you're tickling me and you like put your legs around me or hold me, I'm, I'm done. Oh, yeah. I will yeah. lose. I will literally feel like I'm in a panic mode and I will just lose my shit. Yeah. Um, so definitely dealing with my anxiety and um, the triggers for me. If somebody can help me and work with me and just be patient with me and just know, like, it'll pass. It's okay. Versus agging it on. Right. Like if I'm already feeling bad about myself or feeling like I'm going to explode, the last thing I want is somebody being like, see, see, there you are. There you are. You're crazy. There it is. See, right. you are. It's like, yeah, but you brought me to that point. Yeah. You brought me to this point and I'm not even mad at you. You just brought it out of me because you thought it'd be funny. And the worst thing is don't videotape somebody's fucking um, anger issues or their anxiety yeah. or their depression or their sadness. That is like, what are we 12? Right. You're going to videotape a fight instead of break it up and be there for that person. You're just going to fucking break out your phone and be an asshole. Had that happened to me last year too. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, what you're going to go show your family, your side of things while you're asking me on video, if I'm on drugs, meanwhile, I should be asking you if you're on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, you know, you're, there's a lot more red lights than there are green and it sucks that we are programmed that way. Yeah. It's not like we're programmed that way. I think it's still back to that whole, you know, or if they're teasing you, if they're making fun of you, then they like you kind of thing. Yeah. I think, you know, and it's not a bad thing. Yes, boys are rough. And yes, boys have a tendency to flirt differently than girls would. Um, But I honestly think there are those genuine guys out there. And those genuine guys looked get looked over. Yeah. You know, um, it's everybody wants that bad boy. 
everybody <laughs> wants that. Everybody wants that rough, you know, tough looking man. And even some of those kids that you're in school with, they can turn into those tough looking men when they're older and they're gentle giants. Yeah. They're yeah. gorgeous souls. And my thing is, is, is now be in love with somebody for their soul. Feel a connection deeper than just the surface. Right. You know, it's I more found- than just, we have the same favorite food and we like (laughs) you know like what's your favorite color that type of thing it's more than just having things in common because you could have that stuff in common with anybody and that doesn't mean they're the right person for you no absolutely yeah it's your your beliefs and your morals and those kind of things that have to align right I call a a good relationship is more like soul food you're good for my soul. You're good for my well-being. You're good for my health. Exactly. Um, my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health. Because at the end of the day, when you feel so broken down and somebody's feeding your brain full of negative thoughts, how are you ever supposed to feel good? Right. You know, I since I've left Josh... Um, I glow. People tell me all the time, like I have this really weird glow about me, mm-hmm. um, that I look healthier. I, I look happier. I smile more. Um, my eyes kind of have a glisten in them again. And I'm like, Oh, it's cause I got the hysterectomy. And I laugh about it. And then I'm like, no, it's really because I'm, I'm happy. I'm genuinely yeah. happy again. You're not faking a smile every day. No, and I'm not yeah. forcing a laugh. And I'm, I, you know, I just, I'm, I'm good. I'm not dying inside to where I feel like I have to put a front on so people see that I'm, I'm okay. Right. Um. So that's another green, a green light for everybody. If you genuinely feel happy, and you know that you're safe, you know that. You know, kind of like if you drop something and it breaks, you're not going to be ridiculed of why you did that. If you burn dinner, God forbid, oh, <laughs> you burn dinner. But you're, you're, the person you're with goes, you know what? It's okay. Let's order out. That just that, triggered me. <laughs> I Right? And, and I know because it's done that to me too. I mean, yeah. I... I like communication. I like being able to talk. Clearly, I have a, we have a podcast. Everybody knows I like to talk. Today. But when you have a conversation with someone and it's not a four-hour four hour silent trip where you're like, this is awkward silence, then you know that you're okay. Because you want to be able to talk to a person that you are supposed to be with. And you know what? I think there's also the opposite of that is when you're with, when you're comfortable with someone and you can sit there in silence and not feel awkward. Right. Because I do that with Sam. Like we'll just sometimes we'll be in the same room together and we're not saying anything, but it's not, I don't feel like I have to. You know, I feel like, okay, I'm here with my partner and that's all I need. And then other times, like you said, we can have an intellectual conversation and it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, the last, the my ex, uh, there was no communication, none. Like, I would be the one forcing a conversation, like, talking about something or, you know, trying to, I don't know, just try, I guess, with him to discuss, like, oh, look at the view, look at the mountains, you know, oh, well, what do you, where, you know, what, are we going to go for a hike, like, where are we going to go, stuff that he was interested in. Yeah. Um, things that I wanted to do and things that I was interested in, he always was like, well, not, I hate that word always, but he was, you know, very rarely would he be like, okay, let's go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how how many times I've been to Pagosa Springs with him and it's known for the actual hot springs. Mm -hmm. And he's no, no, I'm not getting in there. No, we're not doing it. I don't want to get in there. It stinks. Well, yeah, it stinks. It's sulfur water. It's good for you, though. <laughs> like, yeah. But and no. it doesn't even matter if you like it, then he should, he doesn't have and to like it too. But he should like want to enjoy that with you because that's what, that's the kind of stuff that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Well, and just try, you know. Mm-hmm. But I know we're at 37 minutes. So we kind of ran over. Um, but I hope everybody kind of got something out of this. I have some links I'm going to start posting. We do have a Facebook page up. Um, we have shared it. We have invited people to like it. If you guys know anybody that this would benefit from, please share it. Please invite them. Um, slowly but surely, we're going to be a little bit more active on there. And I'm going to start sharing links. Crystal can share links as well, too. Um, if you guys have a anything that you guys would like to have brought up in a conversation like, Hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? Please yeah. share your insights with us. We'd love to talk a little bit more in depth of what you guys want to hear. Um, and what can help you guys at the end of that. And I know I want to do some private forms in there of um, reach outs that you guys can do. We're, I'm going to try to do it by state, um, like hotlines for helplines and stuff for, um, abused women or men. Uh, so I am working on a few things, doing some homework. Uh, I know Crystal probably is doing some few things on her end too. Yeah. So oh, before we, before we get off for the day, I want to mention um, on our Facebook page, the on Facebook, um, there's a little phrase on the cover photo. It says, help. I need coffee. If anyone needs to reach out, but they're, do it um in secret or confidence message one of us and all you need to see say is help i need coffee and that means and then we can go from there yeah because a lot of times you know you guys share facebook profiles or accounts with this one so that they can keep better tabs on you help i need coffee is all you gotta say right okay so all right thanks i enjoyed our talk today yeah, tomorrow we'll be back on here. I'm not really sure what we're going to discuss, but I'm sure Crystal and I will come up with something and uh, it'll be fun. All right. Hopefully a little more. Thanks, Fallon. Less crying. <laughs> You're welcome, Crystal. You guys have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye.